Twin Eagle, engage in the most challenging shoot 'em up action packed game yet for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. And I'm Sean. And today we will be taking revenge on Joe's brother. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's the hidden subtitle it of is. Twin Eagle. And uh, though Joe is not here and he does have a brother, um, you know, I think like for folks that aren't familiar with the like box art of the game the, the the revenge of joe's brothers thing is very well hidden and then the menu makes it seem like that was always the title but it's just kind of a hidden subtitle in the game and shouldn't it be avenge yeah it not should. revenge it, it it's really funny because it also like not only is it grammatically incorrect but it also has this really goofy font that makes it look like it was added like way later for for no reason it's great i love it it, was, it, it put me in a good mood and uh, also, you know, I can't help but notice that there's only one eagle on the box art, and I'm not talking about the helicopters. There's act they put it a, they put a bald eagle <laughs> on the box art, and at that point, if you're gonna if you're gonna go that route, you might as well put two, right? I mean, calling your game twin eagle, sure, but like, does a twin stop being a twin if if his uh, if the brother and or sister is not around? Uh, I think you're you're a twin. Like that eagle is still a twin, even though its sibling isn't there. You know, I'm just saying. Okay, <laughs> sure. Um, you know, and I know that like the helicopter, whatever, is called the twin eagle or or what have you. You know, we always I, I don't seem to care when uh, these vehicles are named after real life things, but I, I don't think so. I think it's just talking about that eagle that you don't see any time after this. Got it. Okay. Well, that that could be too because the box art, the subtitle, it's all very confusing. But but there is a game inside of there, True. and it is a vertical helicopter shmup. Certainly not our first go around with helicopter uh, shoot 'em ups. And um, I don't know if you want to like comment on that at all, Sean. I wasn't expecting so many helicopter shmups on this system. <laughs> no, helicopters seem to be hot in the eighties. <laughs> I'd say that is one of like if anybody were to pose the question like in twenty thirty when we finally played all these games, like what did you find most surprising about um all these games um at nostalgicon 2031 or whatever uh, it w- it would be how many uh how many helicopter shmups there were um at full stop but we're not going to beef on helicopters or anything that's what they've decided on i've seen other shmups decide on other weird things too we had one where you were a caveman that's so true. <laughs> i guess this is you know more true to anything you are um you're not playing as Joe. You're not playing as his buddy, I don't think. Your brother um, either. Yeah. yeah, the brother or whatever. Yeah, sorry, his buddy. Um, <laughs> but you are the, the, you know, the lone helicopter that's going to once again take down an entire army because they killed Joe's brother. <laughs> now, um, that seems like a lot. You know, I don't know. Usually it's that the army is also simultaneously like taking over the world or... You know, it's a historical fight kind of thing. This seems like a lot for just one death. I mean, if you're an acquaintance of of Joe's brother, like you would lay yourself on the line to rescue and or avenge him. 
um, as from as far as I can tell. Can you be sure that all these guys were responsible for killing Joe's brother? Uh, I mean, now you're getting into, you know, who's responsible for anything, really. I mean, aren't we all just, you know, slaves to our circumstances? You know how, like, there's an alternate universe for everything? Yeah. Well, this game is simultaneously creating all different kinds of spinoffs of all of the avenging brothers that we have killed <laughs> in this game, because their brothers will surely answer the call to take down um, the army that you are playing as. Yeah, I mean, you know, eye for an eye, and then everybody's got one eye. And everybody's got a brother. Yeah, I would, I would assume so. Anyway, you know, why do you think we've been harping on this specific element of the game for so long, Mike? Well, because we played a lot of shmups, and we're kind of running out of things to talk about, and we have many more to go. <laughs> so I would like to talk about the game, if that's okay with everybody for a minute. Uh, the, the helicopter itself, okay? Mm -hmm. There are a couple noticeable changes here uh, that, that I like. The thing, things that I noticed that I was like, wow, that's actually an interesting design decision, whether they intended it or not. The first being that there is no enemy collision between your helicopter and any of the enemies on screen. Finally, a game that gets that, like, just because it's a top-down 2D game doesn't mean that everybody's on the same uh, Z-axis as each other. That the, It's very possible that the, um, the planes are above you and the tanks are below you. In fact, any kind of collision with a tank and a helicopter makes me question the sanity of the helicopter pilot that was flying that low, that he collided into the tank. It really would be our fault if that were to happen. Um, but I, I think that that's, that that's totally valid. Like, that, that's, that's something that's, um, that, that should be the case. But then you also have to wonder, like, okay, so that just means that every bullet that's fired is just, like, auto-locking uh, ground-to-air, air-to-ground. And I get, the, you know, that, that that's something I'm willing to to accept. Yeah, well, how do you think they took down Joe's brother? That's true. I mean, but Joe's brother... Yeah, that auto-locking technology, <laughs> yeah. I mean, who, who knew if, if Joe's brother was in a helicopter? He may have just been on the ground like a, like, like a goofball. We don't know how he died. Now, movement, though, as the helicopter, yes, there is a power-up to become faster, which ultimately just makes the helicopter even more twitchy. Uh, in terms of its responsiveness, but I don't feel like I'm controlling a helicopter at all here. Uh, it's really hard to circle around with the uh, with the D-pad here, which is interesting given the fact that it is a helicopter and would presumably be best at turning around full stop <laughs> and stuff like that. But here we have a game that, um, you know, to be fair, the enemies are just as slow outside of the hyperspeed parts of the game. So movement in general is just defined this way. I just don't know if I like my sh shmups to be uh, slower paced. I mean, this is more so like when you start to sell your product on like what you're controlling. Like, okay, yeah, you've, you've played shmup before, but have you played shmup as helicopter? I want I want the helicopter to feel differently. And uh, unfortunately, like they could have changed the sprite to literally anything, and it would have played like any other vertically scrolling shooter. Like it, I think maybe if they added some like deceleration or acceleration changes uh, to just the way it controlled, I could buy it. That like okay, it makes sense. That this is a helicopter and not like some slow moving plane or whatever. Um, so I 
yeah, I agree that it felt wrong. And another plus for it, though, the coloring of the enemy bullets for maybe the first time in a shmup. Like, they really want you to. <sighs> it's almost like, remember in the 90s when the hockey pucks and, and oh, God, uh, the yeah. NHL got like, they got like a highlighter color around Fox them. So that's what you. Yeah, this way you could keep your eyes on it. It's like, I don't know if that needed it. But certainly certain shmups did need it because there's so many bullets on screen that sometimes it gets a little hard to keep track of those little white pixels. Here they are nice red and yellow flickering um, balls. You know, they're not they're Large not trying balls. to look like bullets at all. And I feel like they those read really well on the screen. I agree. You're right. There There are some nice accessibility things going on here, and I appreciate that. Accessibility, I think, is the is the best point about this game, too. Uh, visually, it's not doing anything we haven't seen before. Um, level design, it definitely isn't doing anything we've seen before. It's, it's a lot of just constantly re- repeating enemies and um, uninteractable environments and stuff like that that just change level to level as you move across a map. But in terms of controls, I think that's where this game shines over a lot of shmups that we've played. Well, real quick, I just want to go back to uh, the 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 visual design, and then I'm go- I'm going to come back to this controls thing. Uh, one thing that I will say that I think that this game sort of stands above is specifically the way that they that they uh, treat water. Water looks cool, and it's not just the same repeating pattern over and over. Uh, there's some areas that glisten in the sunlight, and some areas that you know look just sort of you know they're there. But I appreciated that water was at least interesting to look at. Now, back to your uh, your controls. How? I actually didn't catch this. It felt kind of how everything else feels to me. Okay, so yeah, it is it is just firing bullets and dropping bombs. We we've seen all that before and you know, with only two buttons on an NES, that's mostly what you're gonna run into in any shmup. The bombs have an interesting quirk though that I really like uh from a from a shmup strategy point of view. And that is that on top of destroying every single enemy on screen, as if you've dropped some kind of nuke and your helicopter is nuke-proof, <laughs> it also destroys every enemy bullet on screen, which is a really good way of getting like a last-second dodge in, like an inescapable moment. You, you can just throw the bomb instead. And we haven't seen that in any game where you're actually erasing firepower. So, uh, you know, I that like I really appreciated. Have. I don't know. I mean, racing yeah. firepower. I I feel like the last shmup that we played had a similar had a, had a similar uh, quirk to its bombs, but I I might be I might be misremembering it. I will take your word for it, since Got I it. can't and speak then, to the specific game. <laughs> and then the power ups, you know, they they are nothing to write home about, and none of them are entirely you know like more useful than the other. Uh, some have a little bit of a larger spray, but nothing nothing terrific. Other ones let you shoot backwards, but not strong enough. They all have like their trade-offs. So there's nothing like, you don't feel powerful at any given stage. But what I like about it is, you know, you shoot at the power-up to rotate through a number of different power-ups. We've seen this even in games that we liked, like Stinger and stuff like that. But when you shoot through them, you're collecting um, a a new kind of power-up. But if you collect the same power-up, three times, you have the chance to continue to level it up to its level three power. When you collect a new power-up, after you're like, let's say you're level three black S, right? But then you suddenly collect a black P. And I'm 
giving the color because sometimes that's all you have to go off of too. There's like multiple different S's, there's multiple different P's. Um, so when you collect a black P after being on a level three black S, a normal shmup would reset you. It would bring you way back to level one now and be punished for picking up this new kind of power up. With this game, they keep you at level three and now you just have the best of that type. And the strategy is really just stay alive as long as you can because when you when you crash, you're reset to no power-ups and base level. So that, I felt like, was a... We've seen it before, another mechanic where um, nothing new, but the way that they uh, the way that they did it made it more... Yeah, they streamlined it, but also, like, it makes the game a little bit easier without, you know, not making it challenging. Like, the, the, the one-hit KO is still there. Mm -hmm. The amount of bullets on screen can still get very high. But I didn't feel... Um, I didn't feel like this game was unfair. Yeah, I, I'd still, yeah, I'd still say it's hard. Um, but you're right. It like it's not, and you're still going to be punished if you lose all your power ups, uh, late in the game. But it's not as punishing as we're used to in this genre. Um, and all of these other, uh, sort of iterations on the design of shmups. Like, there, there's nothing revolutionary here, but. Um, they've made a lot of small adjustments to make it just a little bit easier on you, I'd say. And I'll admit that I did say at first, you know, that um, I might have sounded like I was talking about being the helicopter, like the controls <laughs> of a helicopter being the, the selling point of the game. These are more game design decisions than anything else. The actual helicopter gameplay is is rather boring, and so are the power-ups that come with it. It's just that it happens to work as a as a cohesive element, you know, like every, everything seems to work in favor of, um, making, making it feel a little easier, a little stronger as you continue to progress. And yeah, it's easily wiped away, but at least there's some instinctual, like knowledge to how to build up power in this game. It, it doesn't like, just because it's, it's not very unique in any way, at least it doesn't feel jank. And there's no bosses in this game at all which is which is an interesting thing like the game has a moment where all of a sudden you just go into hyperspeed yeah. and everything just scrolls a lot faster you don't move any faster which is a strange decision but all the enemies do and if you can survive that that's the end of the level there is no big helicopter or a big tank or anything you know usually that's what we see in these shmups just like a bigger sprite of something that's already pretty intimidating with weak we points. don't get that here which makes me wonder what's up with the claim on the back of the box that this is the most challenging shoot 'em up action packed <laughs> game yet. I get that that's ad speak, you know, like sure, but like we've had good challenging and we've had Nintendo hard challenging way beyond what this game is offering. I mean, what are they going to say that like, yeah, there's another one? No, absolutely. <laughs> I I just think that you know, I have to address that because when, when when we call out the back of the boxes for these games, obviously they're writing that copy and not me. But you have to think about if that's what they were going for is a challenging game. I, I feel like you could have sold a lot of other things about this game instead. Maybe avenging Joe's brother, since you didn't mention it anywhere <laughs> in the box. I think that, like, it, if they put in some cutscenes, like maybe even some flashbacks of, like, you hanging out with Joe's brother, um, and then, like, between each level, just having, like, what's going on with Joe's brother, or, like, what what did he mean to you? Um, 
that this could have like that could have been what they sold in the back of the box, and I would have had a lot more like I would I would have wanted to see what happened next. Like, did you go to the bar with Joe's brother? Like, were you dating his sister? I don't know. Like, well, how do I? Why do I care about Joe's brother? Well, they don't give a shit about the plot anyway, Sean, because towards the end of the game, first off, there's a map. Okay, (laughs) we need to get that out of the way. True. There's a map that um, it acts like a mission map, but it just shows you how much closer you are to a castle. uh, (laughs) I suppose that, you know, because it's not a, we're not going after a country per se. We're going after the people who killed Joe's brother (laughs) that it all leads up to a castle. That shows you like, how many enemies you've defeated and hostages you've saved, other brothers you might have saved. <laughs> all, all that stuff is just points and dressing. It's not really anything, um, you know, anything exciting. It doesn't make it, the adventure feel grander. But the reason I say I don't give a shit about the plot is because then you get to the castle and it's not a boss fight. It's still just like enemy helicopters coming out of places while you shoot them and the castle, which does not fight back. Uh, that would be kind of interesting if it did. And then it just tells you, uh, uh, you know, just in plain text, white text on black, you've just beaten the evil monster who was sent to destroy the earth. What? <laughs> That's like a totally different plot to a different game. That was never set up for me. I Okay, so I did not beat this game. <laughs> this is news to me. Um, I knew that you fought, like, o- o- over a castle. But I did not know that that's how it ended, and there's some like, inexplicable monster side story. Now I, now I'm even more curious. Now I want that story even more. And who was the monster? Was it the castle? Like we didn't get to fight some Godzilla-sized monster. It was just a helicopter, a bunch of helicopters, and um, a castle that we shot at. It even goes further to say, "Put out the fire of hatred. People should not fight against people." And be in fear of the shadow of evil monsters. It's like, again, with this monster stuff. Like, did somebody kill Joe's brother or did a monster do it? Is this like a Genova thing where, like... <laughs> I'm thinking it's more like when, like a genius loci. Like, when a place has sentience and, like, a soul. And this, like, maybe Joe uh, was well-to-do and bought this castle, um, but was killed by it. like. By like you know maybe a he fell off a rampart or something, um maybe the monster is the castle and the fact that you've destroyed this place means that you've reduced the overall amount of hatred in the world. Certainly, if they could have typed all that, they would have put it in there. Don't worry, <laughs> they would have included all that and more. Um, <laughs> the eternal peace was given to every corner of Earth by one brave fighter. The Twin Eagle story in the manual says that Joe's brother was on a mission to protect our world from war and aggression. He was shot down in enemy territory while battling the enemy at their fortress. You and your buddy's mission is to avenge... Oh, so they got it right there. They got it right in the manual that it's to avenge Joe's brother. Okay. Um, And to restore peace and tranquility in our world. You will advance through five stages of land, sea, and air battles before encountering the enemy's fortress... All capitals, good luck to you on your mission. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so even there, we don't, like, they don't give us any acknowledgement that, like, we're not, they still haven't told, it, told us that we're Joe. Or, no. Or that we you, know It's Joe. never implied that we're Joe or that we know Joe. <laughs> okay. It's just so funny. I, I love it. And also, Joe's, you know, inexplicably missing from the episode. He's been gone, uh, yeah. Grieving for his brother, no doubt. Um, <laughs> but here we are. 
And even, you know, did you notice that? They have, they mentioned that you and your buddies mission, because this is a two-player game, which just adds another simultaneous helicopter that both of you can, you know, you and your friend can play as. The second player is not Joe's brother. The second player is not Joe. It's just an unnamed pilot as well. Or maybe his name is Buddy. They say you and a buddy. Maybe they're, maybe his name's Buddy. Maybe. I, that is a name that I've heard before. Not in real life, but in movies and stuff. And then I just want to bring up here that uh, it's okay that we're covering this game in case you were worried, because this is a chronological exploration of every North American release. But in Australia, this game was one of those, um, you know, very bad, shame on them, unlicensed games. Uh, Nintendo did not license the game uh, to be released in Australia, but Home Entertainment Supplies went in there and uh, released it, and uh, it it went to the courts uh, between Hess and Nintendo, and Nintendo eventually, like, had to come up with a new solution to, like, lock out these unlicensed cartridges so that they couldn't work on newer NESs. Um, huh. it, it's all it's all wild stuff. Why this game, too, is like, the this is the one that's going to beat the market. Like, we got to ship Twin Eagle to Australia. Yeah, I mean, that that's just weird that first, that, that like, in the first place, Nintendo was like, this is perfect for the American audience, but uh, no, 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 the Australians won't want it. Uh, that's weird to me, too. And then on the sequels and spinoff side, uh, the arcade game, it was the one that was released first, obviously. Uh, The first arcade game, though, looks a lot different than Twin Eagle. Twin Eagle on the NES here, uh, you know, I'm not saying it it does have some nice sprite work and what have you, but it mostly looks like an NES game that most of us are familiar with. The arcade game used extensive digital sampling from digitized photos all the way to a digitized soundtrack, which was a, you know pretty big for like 1985 or whatever when it was released in the arcades did look cool let me tell you right now none of it holds up oh none of it holds up because it's like one of the first examples of digitized photos it all looks and sounds like mush i mean it uh, looks and I, cool I don't... I, you know just kind of like it's, it's not blending properly they don't they're not standing out they they look like um it's amateurish I, you know, in the same way that like mortal Kombat one looks amateurish no, no. Mortal Kombat 1 looks better from a digitized point of view. Sure, better, better. But it's still like, oh, cool. Like, that looks neat. Yes, yes. Where I would say, like, Mortal Kombat also hasn't aged well. This game, I don't know, just like, to me, the fact that they they went for it is really cool and now no longer works at all. <laughs> I, I buy that, yeah. The arcade sequel uh to twin eagle which um was known as twin eagle 2 the rescue mission so maybe in that one we find joe uh joe's brother joe's not brother. joe he's fine yeah yeah um in this one players can rotate their helicopters 360 degrees so that they can fire it at an angle or get this even downwards at the tanks i it mentions that but i don't know if that's necessary like that that makes it a little harder right sean if you have to also think about am i shooting at the planes or am i shooting at the tanks yeah if this isn't a 3d uh game then adding that is also gonna it's gonna be difficult (laughs) also that's not that's more than 360 degrees because that's another axis right so it's technically infinite it's infinite spherical yeah 
players can destroy nearly everything on the screen in the sequel, including buildings and towers and stuff like that. I think that's pretty exciting. I'm I'm a fan of destructible environments. And that's uh, that's it on that game. That's those are the two noticeable things that, that they improved upon. Uh, obviously, it looks a lot better than the first game, but it also took a while to come out. So you would hope that they made some additional progress. Uh, yeah, like uh, they just need to take more pictures. I guess was this also digitized? You know, that's a great question. Um, when I looked at it, it didn't it didn't look it to me. But let's take a look right now. Let's all look together. Go to your show notes. Twin Eagle Two: The Rescue Mission, and you tell me, Sean. I'm looking at the the one I linked, and it's looking digitized. Yeah, it looks um, yeah, it looks pretty digitized to me. Yeah, and, and you know what it is? It's this is looking a little bit better, but still, you know, mushy might not have been the right term. But <laughs> you know how like if you zoom in enough, you start to notice that like this could have potentially it obviously wasn't, but it could have potentially be been done in MS Paint. The the the, the pixels just don't. Um, separate well enough from each other and it all just kind of blends into these dark <laughs> greens and browns. I don't really know what you're saying, but I do appreciate you trying to describe it. <laughs> yes, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going for here either. Um, just to say that I don't like the aesthetic. Yeah, bad Let's aesthetic. leave it at that. Yeah. Well, Twin Eagle, you got to give them um, a round of applause for, for trying because like lately we haven't seen anybody really making sequels uh, to these shmups. They usually just get one and then it turns out that it didn't sell as well as Gradius. So they're like, all right, kill that franchise. Twin Eagle, at least they said, eh, we'll give it another go. Everybody likes helicopters. You know <laughs> what else everybody likes? <laughs> you know what else everybody likes, Sean? Is it the Essential Games List? They love the Essential Games List and we're going to do it right now. Sean, what is your vote for Twin Eagle on the NES? Well, Mike, I'm I'm actually surprised that we found things to talk about beyond the uh like the uh always accessible two player mode and uh the big bullets that are always visible. Um and obviously um the mystery of Joe's brother. Uh because there really, you know, there's really not much else to say. Uh I feel like a lot of shmups We've been spoiled by a few good ones that actually have unique qualities, um, but a lot of shmups are just like, you just put a couple sliders, like, oh, is it going to be fast or is it going to be slow? Is it going to have a bunch of power-ups or is it going to be more about, like, you know, making do with what you got? Uh, is it going to have good graphics or is it going to have simple graphics? Like, you just adjust these sliders and you, you press execute and a game pops out uh, because they all look they they all kind of have similar stuff going on. And that's sort of what this is. Uh, so it is 100% not essential. I will forget about it unless we're talking about Joe's brother. Yeah, and sorry to everybody who had to keep hearing us debate about the plot, but that's where you get when you start to play these games so often. You start to have existential questions beyond the actual gameplay. In terms of the gameplay, I don't know. I liked what I played. Uh, I don't think I'll go back to it just because there's, better options out there but this was far from the worst shmup i've played on this console by a lot like this is this is confidently in the upper middle of shmup games for me on this system however that doesn't get you very far on the essential games list and i think just to just to get you an idea of what i'm looking for right this didn't have any style or flair or um cool options when it came to the actual unit that you control when you're playing um, 
life force, right? And the spaceship that you're in, like you feel like you're owning that um that spaceship and the power-ups feel like big improvements and the world that you're exploring feels very uh alive, challenging, changing and risky. And I don't know. This was mostly just like we'll put an enemy here, we'll put an enemy there, we'll have these enemies fly on screen. I'm sure it was thoughtful. I don't want to say it wasn't because I did have a good time with the game. It just didn't feel like anything special once you come out of that. You know, you could you could have a good time playing a game and then walk away and be like, and that was it. And that really was it for me. I played Twin Eagle. I had a good time. And then I said, that's probably the last time I'm playing that game. So no, not on the essential game list. All right. That's that. But um, we have more games coming up. We always do, right? We, we got to do more episodes. I don't think we can end the show on this episode. <laughs> We've been talking about it. Right. Do We've we been really want to go? Do we really want to play Wheel of Fortune Junior Edition? Because that's next week. And of course we do. And you want to hear it because we're releasing that episode next Friday, just like we released Twin Eagle today, this Friday. Or if you didn't listen to it, um, we won't record a variation for you that might work to um, please your listening uh, capabilities. I-, I want you to listen to them on Fridays. Why did you wait until Saturday Sunday, maybe you're listening to it on Monday. Are you listening to it right now on Tuesday? I don't like that. Every day is Tuesday, man. Every day is a Tuesday. It's yeah. It's actually I, I agree with that. You got like, do you start the week on Sunday or Monday? I mean, it's a Monday. Like it, the calendar says one thing, depending on where you live, I guess. But it it the week starts on Monday. Right. So it's like Monday, Tuesday, 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 Tuesday Friday. Tuesday, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Monday, Tuesday, 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 Friday. And, you know, some people prefer to call that Nostalgia Day. <laughs> so if you guys want to give a little hashtag Nostalgia Day every single Friday, don't add us. Just say it. Speak it out into the ether. Maybe people will know. If you did want to add us, it would be at NostalgiaCast on Twitter. If you want to play along with us for our next game, it's Wheel of Fortune Junior Edition. If you want to get in touch with us, it's uh, www.nostalgiacast.com. And if you really want to get in touch with us, like immediately, you can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash nostalgia, because that has access to our Discord, where and myself and a bunch picks. of... Yeah, absolutely. My disc- I have a separate channel for that on the Discord of just my feet picks. <laughs> Don't worry. You can do whatever you want with them. You could sell them to other people. They're royalty can, free. Uh, Yep, download them. They're not NFTs even. Everybody has the right to my feet picks. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want my feet, you can also know that uh, we arrange really cool stuff on the Discord that we don't talk about on Twitter or elsewhere because uh, it's really just the best way to uh, to talk instantly. So the other week, we actually all played um, TMNT Shredder's Revenge on uh, Xbox One and P- Game uh, Game Pass PC. Me and five patrons, and it was awesome. We had a great time. I'm sorry I couldn't be there. And you will be there next time. Next time. Yep. Sean will be hosting a Madden 23 boot camp ah! coming up soon. <laughs> and uh, anybody who would like to join him, you just have to uh, play the create a player mode and create a <laughs> Sean character. And the best, the closest person to make a character that looks like Sean will be um, accepted into the boot camp. If anyone does that, yeah, I'll do it. I don't have a, I don't have a PS5 or anything yet, but you do that and I'll do it. 